Well, welcome everyone. We are glad to see you out again today. Everybody doing good? Anybody get any turkeys this morning? There you go. One of you. Well, it's one more than I got. But it is good to see you guys. I just want to welcome you. I can turn to 911. We've got speakers out also. And uh, if you get a chance, go on. We are doing Facebook Live and share and start a watch party. Uh, so more people see that. More people are hearing about Jesus. We did something a little bit different. We got some lyrics. So uh, just sing as loud as you can in your own car. Yeah. 
Um, this week uh, we just got a new song. We got the lyrics, uh, but it just—I uh, love the chorus on this because it just talks about that—that that God, He's our champion. He fights for us, uh, even when we do, feel like we don't deserve His goodness, His grace, His mercy. He still loves us, and I'm so thankful for that. So just sing this with us this morning.
you again this morning. All right, so thank you for coming this morning. Uh, it is good to see everybody. Just a couple quick announcements before we get into the uh, to the message. Um, I put some announcements on the bottom of your sheet, just letting you know about how, uh, how we kind of need Easter services to run next week. So next week it is at Central. It is at 10.30 a.m., okay, 10.30 a.m. at Central in the parking lot. Um, I've got some notes on there. Um, we won't have any bathrooms available down there, so I just wanted to give you a heads up. We're sorry about that inconvenience. Um, but we want you to enter the parking lot next week from the uh, Route 8 side, the entrance over by SOMC and uh, Professional Care Pharmacy. Um, we will have some prepackaged uh, crafts for the kids that we've not touched. It's all been sealed and ordered that way, so that, that gives them something to do. And it is Easter theme, so that's going to be going on. Um, and then when we exit next week, we will be uh, leaving. We'll have people directing you, but uh, Mr. Whittington just kind of asked that that was what we uh, what we did just to kind of make things run a little bit smoother, so I'm thankful for that advice. So that's going on next week. Um, Albie, if you've checked in with her, she is. Uh, we're just kind of trying to keep track of who all we've got, and uh, they will have an offering bucket and some envelopes if you need those. If not, I know a lot of you guys are using the text-to-give option uh, through a church center app or 84321 text to give. So thank you guys for that. I thank you for coming out and being awesome and sharing the stuff. And um, it's good to see you guys again. And at that, we are going to uh, have Dusty come up, and he is going to be sharing the message this morning. It's like a round of applause. I like it. It's good. It's good. It's good to see everybody here today. Um, this is different. Uh, it's a good different. I mean, it's cool. It's just different to see everybody parked in their cars and stuff. Whenever I go through my sermons each week, I usually preach to empty chairs. And so this is kind of comfy for me. So, like, I get to preach to you guys in the in the cars. I just see your car today. So that's good. Um, so I'm just glad that everyone's here. Um, and I'm glad that uh, we'll be getting our Facebook Live up and going. It's going to be awesome as well. So um, can, can everyone hear me all right? Is everyone hearing me well? Very good. All right, so um, this week we're going to be talking about mountaintop experiences, and this is a standalone message this week called Mountaintop Experience. And I know for a lot of us right now, this doesn't necessarily feel like a mountaintop experience for a lot of us. And even before the pandemic hit, you know, a lot of us go through tough times, and there's people going through bad situations and, and all these different things. Um, but you know, that's life and it's unfortunate. Um, so it's kind of weird to be talking about a mountaintop experience in this situation. And so when I began to pray and I began to ask God, like, what do you want me to speak on this week? Like, how do you want me to approach this subject when it's such a, a strange subject for our time that we're in right now? And I just felt like God was impressing upon me, 
to teach and to just give a word that says that we can have our own mountaintop experience no matter what type of experience we're actually going through. And so today, if you have your Bibles, if you have a Bible app, uh, I encourage you to get that out, get that ready. Um, we're going to be going through a couple of verses together. And if you're just a note taker, you can take down the verses that, um, that we'll be talking about and you can read those later. Um, but those are for your benefit. Um, I encourage you to, to go and look and, and, and read for yourself as well. Um, so we'll be talking about mountaintop experiences. We can all have a mountaintop experience if we have the right mindset and if we take the right steps. And I feel like in the Bible we can find practical steps that will lead each of us to be able to have our own individual mountaintop experience. So when I think about the most amazing mountaintop experience in the Bible. One of the things that comes to my mind is when Jesus transformed on top of the mountain. And if you're ever reading through the New Testament, you'll find in Mark 9 where Jesus takes James, Peter, and John, and he leads them up a hillside onto the top of a mountain. And right before their very eyes, he transforms into his true self, his true figure, and the Bible describes it as such an amazing, immaculate white that even the strongest bleaches here on earth couldn't create this type of white. And I see the Sylvie's vehicle here, and I see some vehicles that are really white. But if you can look around and see a white vehicle that's close to you, imagine that being even a hundred times whiter and brighter than that. And it, we can't even imagine that. We can't fathom that. But James, Peter, and John, they get to witness this. And then as they're witnessing that, they see, um, they see Moses come down. He's talking to him, and they see these things. And, and Peter is so amazed, and he's so befuddled by the whole thing that he just he's like, we have to build a memorial. We have to do something. The Bible even says that he don't even know what to say. He says that out of lack of knowing what to say. And so I was like, man, how can we have these types of mountaintop experiences for ourselves? How can we do that? How can we have this type of moment with Jesus? Or how can we have this type of moment, especially in this time when we're going through tough situations, when we're going through hard times in our own lives? So I know that each person here, each person here, each person on Facebook, each person everywhere has gone through moments of extreme highs and they've gone through moments of extreme lows. We've all been on the mountaintop and we've all been in the lowest valley. We've all experienced situations where we felt like it can't get any better than this and we've all experienced situations where we feel like it can't get any worse than this. And in those situations, how we respond will lead us to knowing and believing and having a faith in Jesus that you can never even imagine. It's, it's an amazing thing, how we choose to respond in those situations. So if you want to have your own individual mountaintop experiences, I would encourage you to take these practical steps. And you can do these. You can write these down. And that's a bug. Get off me! Sorry. All right, there it is. Sorry. There's a bug on me. Can't I can't deal with bugs. <laughs> I don't... Oh my gosh. Yes, yes. Pray for me. All right, there's bugs out here, people. You guys are safe in your cars. I'm dealing with, I'm fighting off the bugs. All right. So, anyway, so you can take these practical steps, all right, to have your own mountaintop experiences. 
And when I'm reading through the Bible, I came across a, a moment or a, or a verse that says we should seek first the kingdom of God. Has anybody read this verse before? Seek first the kingdom of God. That is Luke 12, 29 through 31. And it says your father knows what you have need of. Instead of seeking what you need first, seek first the kingdom of God and these things will be added to you. And that's just saying that, you know, God knows what we need. I know that we have a, a tendency to always want to go out and get what we want and get what we need and, and get what we think we deserve. And so we hustle and we work really hard to get those things. But the Bible says that if we seek first the kingdom of God, if we seek Jesus first, that those things will be given to us anyway. So we should just focus on him first and then those things will come anyway. So um, a practical step that you can take is seeking God first and putting God first. That's one thing to me. I'll just speak for myself. I won't speak for you guys, but that's one thing for me that I find to be one of the hardest things and one of the easiest things to do is put God first. Because, you know, I can either put it. It's easy to put him first if I just make time. But it's really hard because I go through a lot of things in my life. And I go through a lot of situations, and I have a lot of things going on, and, and my life gets busy, and it gets hectic, and it gets crazy. And so it's so easy for me to not put God first in every situation. But what I've learned in my lifetime and learned throughout Christianity, and I've learned since I started uh, trying to get healthy and work out, is that you make time for what's most important in your life. You make, you make time for those things that are most important. Like if getting healthy is the most important thing to you, you make time to work out. You make time to eat healthy. You eat time to make sure you're buying the right foods and you're doing the right things and you're following the right groups on Facebook that gives you new tips and you're doing all these different things. Like you make time for that. Or if your family is first in your life, you make time for your family. You make time to sit down and ask them how their day was. You make time for that. Or if you're in a relationship, especially if it's a new relationship, you could be the most busy person in the world, but I guarantee you're going to find time throughout your day to either FaceTime, call, be with that person that you're in love with and you care about. You're going to make time for the things that are most important in your life. We just do. We just make that time. In Psalm 1, 1 and 2, it says, Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seats of scoffers, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and on his law he meditates day and night. If we are putting God first, if we're seeking God first, we have to lean and meditate on the law of the Lord, which is the word of God, every single day. We have to take time to read his word every single day. And the Bible says that blessed is the man. Blessed is the person who puts first the kingdom of God. Blessed is the person who meditates on the law of the Lord daily. Blessed is that person. If you want to have a mountaintop experience where you're being blessed by God, where you're being blessed, then you will meditate, you will read the word of God every single day. You'll make time for what's most important in your life. If you want to be blessed, if you want to have those mountaintop experiences, you'll do that. Another way that we can seek first the kingdom of God is we pray God's will be done. Pray his will be done. Right now in children's church, we're trying to teach the kids and we're trying to help them memorize the Lord's prayer. 
And I think this is an awesome thing. Just memorizing scripture is an amazing thing, I believe. And having the kids do it has been a lot of fun. And we were doing, we're making really good progress when we were able to meet together. And I hope that they're still making good progress. We'll, we'll post another video later about the next part. It's the last part, I believe. But in the very beginning of that Lord's Prayer, the disciples asked Jesus, teach us how to pray. And he teaches them. And he says, listen, pray like this. He says, our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And so we have to pray God's will. Jesus instructs us to pray God's will. If you want to seek first the kingdom of God, you will pray his will be done. And what is his will? How will you know what God's will is here on earth? By reading the word of God. And if you even Google it, if you Google or you go to your Bible app and hit the search bar and type in God's will, you'll find several verses that talk about God's will. A couple of those is 1 Thessalonians 5.18. It says, to give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God. That's God's will. If you want to seek first the kingdom of God, you pray his will. You pray and you give thanks in all situations. You do what God wills us to do. In 2 Peter 3.9, it states that it is not God's will that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. We should be praying all the time and just asking God to help us be a cog that would help bring people to repentance instead of helping people not do anything at all. You know, just help people to repent and know that Jesus is Lord and that no one comes to the Father except through Him. He is the way. And that's our job, and that's his will for us to tell people those things. If you want to seek first the kingdom of God, we have to pray God's will be done. And his will is that no man would perish, and his will is for us to give thanks. And there's a couple other places that talk about God's will in the Bible. I encourage you to go find those things. Find God's will, pray God's will be done, and find exactly what that means in your life. And last, we need to learn to be content in every situation. If you want to have true mountaintop experiences, we have to learn to be content in whatever situation that we're in. In Philippians 4, 11 and 12, Paul says this, Not that I am speaking of being in need, for I have learned in whatever situation I am to be content. I know how to be brought low, and I know how to abound. In any and every circumstance, I have learned the secret of facing plenty and hunger, abundance and need. It's hard to be content with every situation, especially when we're in weird situations like right now. It's hard to be content in a situation where you feel like you don't have control. It's hard to be content in situations that you didn't foresee coming. But in life, we're all dealt moments in life where we don't know how to be content. And Friday, I was gearing up to preach this, and Friday I get off work, and I mean, it was beautiful Friday. You got, Friday was awesome. It was like the perfect temperature. There was not a cloud in the sky. It was beautiful. I was waiting for 4 o'clock at work all day long. Couldn't wait. Finally, it hits. I get out, get in my truck, I start heading down the road, man, I got plans when I get home, you know what I'm saying? I got things to do, I'm going to go run, I'm going to go enjoy the day, I'm going to go do something, man, it's too pretty to be inside. 
And so I got all these awesome plans, and I got all these things in my mind, and then I get about maybe 10 miles down the AA, and I look down, and I see my ABS light on in my truck. And I'm like, that's weird. <laughs> that's weird. I don't like that. So I'm like, oh, well, it's just the, ABS, it's just the analog brake system. No big deal. I don't need it. So I was like, whatever. So I keep going, and then another light, my, my seatbelt light goes crazy. I was like, what in the world's going on? Everything and my truck just starts going haywire, it starts spitting, sputtering, acting crazy. And this literally just happened to me about two months ago. Maybe not even that, maybe like a month ago, a month and a half, maybe. But my alternator went out on my truck. And so this same symptoms began to happen as I'm driving down the road. And I had to pull over to the side of the road. I get to the shoulder and the truck just dies, just completely goes, I mean, just out. And so I'm sitting there on the side of the road, and I'm already angry because of this is happening, because it's such a pretty day, and I had plans. And not only that, but I just literally replaced the alternator and the battery, and i just done all these different things, and now here I am sitting on the side of the road. And it's ridiculous, and I'm mad, and I'm angry about it. And so, but anyway, I'm like, well, I'll call Albie. She's at work. She can come get me, and whatever, we can jump the truck and get it home or whatever I got to do. So I call Albie. Albie, what time you get off work? Oh, great. Now I get to sit here another hour before you get off work. Awesome. And then however long it takes you to get here. I was like, whatever, just, you know, just find me. I'll be on the side of the double A. Come find me. You can't miss me. So I'm sitting there. I get off the phone. I'm stewing. Has anybody ever had issues with their car? You know exactly what I'm talking about. You know exactly what I'm talking about. It's the most frustrating thing, man. Especially because you get in your car, what do you expect it to do? You expect it to start, you expect it to get you where you're going, and when it doesn't fulfill that, man, we are so upset, which, I mean, I am. I get very upset. So I'm sitting in my truck, and I'm just fuming mad, stewing over this, like, I can't believe this is happening again. I can't believe this. And I'm sitting there, and I'm sitting there, and I just get more increasingly, increasingly mad, and then I begin to think, well, I'm sitting on the shoulder. What if somebody comes off and hits me? I better get out of the truck and get to somewhere safe so I get over into the grass and I'm standing there in the grass and I got the hood up and it's just a crazy time and I'm mad I'm getting more angry and you know how it is when you get mad you start to think of other things that made you mad in the past and you start getting mad about that all over again like you stubbed your toe a week ago and now that's coming back you're like daggone my toe's still sore like I still got a hobble I still got or or that person said this to me the other day and that really made me mad and I wish I would have said this you know what I mean like you start thinking of all these crazy things that you wish you would have said or you wish you could have done and all these things and your anger just keeps building and building and building until you don't know what to do and so I'm sitting there and all of a sudden it hits me what I've been studying and preparing for all week is speaking to you guys about being content in every situation that I'm in. And I'm sitting there angry, not content, and I am just begin to pray, like, God, I realize that I'm getting ready, I'm a hypocrite right now, so please help me to learn to be content in this situation. And so I have my earbuds with me, I put my earbuds in, I put on some worship music, and now I'm sitting on the side of the road. I'm walking up and down in the grass, and I'm just singing hymns to Jesus as I'm walking on the side of the road. And I'm praying, and I'm doing things that I need to be doing to be content in a situation. And then I do begin to realize that, you know what, it's still beautiful outside, even though I'm sitting on the side of the road. It's still beautiful. I can still enjoy this weather. 
So I'm walking, I'm listening, I can hear a creek, a little stream rolling down the hill beside the double A there. I can hear that, and that's beautiful. And I'm just sitting there, and I'm like, gosh, this is what, what a beautiful day this is. And I start to realize that, wow, you know, if I would have went another 500 feet down the road, I wouldn't have had service to call Albie to tell her that I broke down. Like, I broke down at the most perfect time in the AA to where I would still have service to call someone for help if I needed it. And I just begin to see all these other things that I could be content with in my life in this situation. And man, when I did that, it changed the trajectory of my entire day. Because if I would have stayed angry, if I would have stayed mad in that situation, then Albie would have pulled up. I would have been angry. We probably would have snapped at each other because that's what I do. That's probably what we all do is we snap at the ones we love most and we're closest to. We get mad at them first before we do anybody else. Amen. That's right. And so I would have probably inevitably snapped at her. We probably would have gotten into an argument. And then the whole evening would have been shot because I would have been upset about that. And not only that, all of those awesome things were happening, but five people stopped to ask me in a pandemic. Five people stopped to ask me if I needed help, if I was okay, if I needed someone to help call, or if they needed me to go down the road and call for some help or, or whatever. Five people, and I realize that five people out of 45 is not a very good thing, but five people in a pandemic stopped to ask me. And I've had people, even when there wasn't a pandemic, I've had several people just go past without asking anything. But these people were nice enough to stop. And I, when I focus on that, when I focus on the good things, and when I focus on being content in every situation that I'm in, you know, that's when I can have my own mountaintop experience no matter what. Like, it don't matter if I'm stuck on the side of the road in the AA. It doesn't matter if I would made it home and got to do exactly what I was planning on doing when I got home. Either place, Jesus is enough. Either place, God was enough for me. And if I practice being content in every situation, then I begin to see the good things that are happening in my life. Because when we get angry, when we go through bad situations, what can we focus on? We focus on the terrible. We focus on the awful. We focus on the, the things that will bring us down more instead of focusing on the things that will lift us back up and get us back out. You know, I'm one of the worst people that you'll meet when it comes to getting stuck in negatives. I'm terrible. Like, my boss can walk in, she can tell me that I'm one of the most valuable employees she has, and that I'm the best whatever, whatever. And I'll feel really good about that for about five minutes. And then five minutes later, if I mess up something in a document... Or if I mess up something else and she has to email me and say, look, you messed this up. I will think about that one mess up for the rest of the week. I just get stuck in negatives. And, I, and it's because I was unable to be content in every situation. And Paul says, man, I'm content no matter what's happening. Whether I have an abundance of things or whether I have a need of things. Whether I'm in the, the highest of mountains or the lowest of lows. I'm content in every situation that I am in no matter what. And the reason he's content is because he realizes that in every situation he's in, he has Jesus no matter what. He's with Jesus no matter what. Jesus is with him, period, 
in every single situation you can think of. Every problem that you're facing right now, Jesus has never left you. He's never done that to you. He will not leave you. He loves you, and he wants you to prosper, and he wants you to have good feelings, and he wants you to be content in every situation, and he brings that contentment to you. And that's a comfort that we can all have. That's a beauty that we can all know. And I encourage each and every single person here and each and every single person there, if you're in a situation right now where you feel like you can't get any lower than this, I pray that you will just start to see that Jesus is with you and that he surpasses everything that you're going through. That you can find beauty in the worst situations and you can see great things happen. And you can have your own mountaintop experiences even while walking through the valley. So if you're here today, I just want to pray for you really quickly. That we would all have that type of mountaintop experience. That we would all have that sense of contentment in our lives. And if you're here and you're maybe you haven't done what you've been needing to do. Maybe you haven't accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior. I want to also give you that opportunity to accept Jesus this morning as your Lord and Savior. Because when he lives in you, I promise, you will find contentment in things that you've never found it in before. When you walk with Jesus, you'll see things in a whole different light than you've ever seen them before you began walking with Jesus. So I just encourage you, where you're sitting in your car, whether you're sitting in your, in your house or wherever you're sitting at right now, I just want to encourage you, if you haven't prayed a prayer of salvation, you can say something like this to Jesus. You don't have to repeat exactly what I'm saying, but you can say something similar to this to Jesus. Just say, Father God, I've lived too long my own way. I'm going through terrible things. I'm going through awful situations, but I want you to be the Lord of my life today. I give you my life. I accept what you did on the cross for me. And I believe that you are Lord and that I am yours in Jesus' name. And you can say something that simple to Jesus. You can say something literally that easy, that quick. And Jesus loves you and he accepts you as his child. And that's a beautiful thing. But if you're here today and you are going through situations, you're going through tough times, I want to pray that the contentment that only God can bring will come upon you today. So if everybody will just bow their head, close their eyes with me, and begin to pray with me. Father, I thank you for these awesome people, God. God, I thank you for this situation. What an odd situation, but God, what a beautiful situation as well, where people are still willing to come and, and pack out a parking lot and bring their friends with them or bring whoever, I don't know, they're bringing their family with them or whatever. They're just here, and they're just loving you, and it's such an awesome situation that you've created. And we have more people tuning in on Facebook Lives and, and different videos and watching people. And we have all these different people sharing these different things. God, I begin to see the beauty of what you're doing. But God, in this moment, we also have our own individual struggles. We also have our own valleys that we're walking through in this time. And we can't see getting to the very top. So God, in this moment... I would pray that each person here would learn to be content in you in every situation that they're in. Father, that you would bring a peace that only you can bring, that you would give 
guidance and wisdom that only you can give. Father, that you would bless each single person who's here today and listening. Father God, that you would give us a contentment and help us to see the beauty in all of our situations. Help us, Father, to have our own mountaintop experiences wherever we are, whatever we're going through, in whatever situation we have. We love you. We thank you for everything that you're doing in our lives. And we just appreciate you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So if you prayed that prayer, man, I'm so excited for you. I'm really excited. Listen, if you're on Facebook Live or you're out here and you made a decision to follow Jesus, I would really encourage you to send us a message and let us know. We want to know. We want to be able to reach out to you and resource you and help you through this new time of, of, of giving your life to Jesus. We want to help you with that. So if you want to reach out to us, send us a message on our Facebook page or send uh, Pastor Ben, Pastor Leslie, uh, myself, or Pastor Albie a message. We will get those messages to the right people. We will help you in every single way that we can. If there's anything that we can do in this time, let us know. We love you guys. We appreciate everyone coming. And I just ask that you be content in every situation that you're in this week. Love God, love people. Thank you. Oh, and come to Easter service next Sunday. Yes. Central, yes, at the Central School at 1030 a.m. Love you guys.